Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. I don't know. I I accidentally unplugged my mic, so maybe I trigger that. Um, oh, okay, it might have. I don't know. Uh, um, I'm always, uh, you know, I always get <laughs> roasted by other comedians for how technical problems always happen. But, yeah. Is it okay if I take like a five minute break at nine thirty five? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and then possibly another one at like 9.55 because I've been talking with this venue. I'm trying to do a show with them. And I've been hounding this guy for like three weeks. And he's like, yeah, I'm working the line. Call me at like 9 to 10. So (laughs) it's... We can do it in chunks, so that's fine. Yeah, sorry about it. It just came out. It's weird, but it's... It's fine. I mean... It's the comedy business. I mean, that's always cool when you can have that because, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've been following what you've been doing, uh, on your uh, channel. Oh, I mean, thank, yeah, thank you. That's how I kind of met you, and I feel so great about how I met you. Yeah, because like you commented on one of my videos, and it was about my mom laughing. And uh, <laughs> like to me, I was happy that I responded nicely and that I found out that you were a comedy and I clicked on your name. Yeah, because I, I, re- I would regret if I was mean. Or if I was like, you know, you know how people are. Are you are you sometimes mean to people who comment? Uh, Not usually. Only if they only if they don't like my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason to comment on YouTube if you don't like something. Uh, right. It's like yeah, but I yeah. so I'm like if I get laughs in the room, I don't care. Like it wouldn't be online if I didn't if I wasn't proud of it. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with like being vulnerable. And showing uh, some sides that aren't like the most flattering or polished right. or whatever. I think it's really that's a really brave thing to do because to me, I, I still started putting stuff up way too early. I was like maybe a year in, and I say I don't get I didn't get good until I was a year and six months in. Uh, you started in twenty seventeen, right? Uh, yeah, I did. I started uh, beginning of 2017. Uh, the the week Trump got inaugurated, I always tell people. Oh wow! <laughs> so a lot of a lot of Trump material at the mics when I started. I started. In 2015. Okay. So when it was like, when it was um, when Trump like happened, we were sort of like, oh great, now everyone's gonna coast off doing Trump jokes. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, like a lot of people didn't like. That was a tell tell sign of like someone was. Like a good comic, it'd be like you do very little Trump material. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it's it yeah, it was very strange. Um, I yeah, I it's I'm kind of glad it's over. But yeah, there was a certain like if people are just doing a lot of Trump stuff, it was like, eh, you know, you kind of judge them a little and, bit. Like even though I'm a progressive, a progressive, like politically, one of the things that I hated was just like. I feel like the, there are two things that I hate in comedy. It's mm-hmm. uh, bigots and activists equally. Yeah. Like, to me, like, I think, like, you know, I kind of have to be nice to, to, ad, to, like, advocates and, like, people like that who do it for a good reason. Yeah. But to me, I still think, like, you shouldn't really have, like, a slant towards it. Like, a, like use it for something else. Like, I think if you want to be, like, a you know, like a politician or a political person, like go into politics. Yeah. Don't go into stand up where you have to do 
because you're some, if you're going to do that, if you're going to be a political comedian, you have to do a whole lot more work because you have to be funny every 15 seconds. And that's like a terrible thing to do for a person who's starting out. It's like, yeah, you might want to get your point across and everything, but it's like, it has to be jokes. The jokes have to be solid. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't want to come off preachy. I don't, it's yeah, it's it's depending on people's yeah, there are certainly like hacks who will just like do the 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 easy Trump stuff like yeah. uh I hate Trump and then on the flip side there's also people who will be like and that's why we need to end, you know, child uh hunger or whatever and it's like I like maybe maybe what they're saying is great but like that's right it's not really you know it's just it's not original it's a hard thing because like i have to admit there's tons of you know political comedians and comedy in itself has been political in many ways to you know really impact the world but i think the comedians who did that just kind of did it like not on purpose really um like, like everyone talks about george carlin of like his political side but that was like the last 10 years of his career. So, like, I feel like a lot of his, like, earlier work and, like, greatest work from the 70s to the 90s gets a lot of, like, underrated for how funny he is. Yeah. I mean, there is, I, like, I, I'm not, like, completely against, um, like, political comedy. I think comedy does really have, like, uh, a, a very... Uh, there's certainly history to being very political in comedy and I'm, I'm not against that. Like if that's your original way and that's what you're doing. Um, the problem is if people just see like uh, they try to like you use comedy or use uh, activism as like a, a stepping stone to become famous or something like right, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the issue. Um, I'm trying to think of the names, but like, uh, what was his name? He was like a, a famous comedian. Uh, he died recently. He's a famous comedian and also like a civil rights activist. Oh. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, um, so there, I mean, there is a history of that. So I'm not like completely against it, right. but especially like, I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen any people who i thought were like really great political comedians in any of the scenes i've been to right um it kind of is a dying art because yeah i have one guy that i'm friends with that does it pretty uh that it's just it's like it's it's tough though so, yeah it's tough and there's not a lot of money in it and i don't know i mean it, like it used to be fashionable to to do like monica Lewinsky jokes and that was like considered yeah. political comedy but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I don't know. I, I guess like the like the the Daily Show, that kind of stuff, like kind of took over the political yeah. comedy avenue. Yeah. So that's where you go if you want to do political comedy. Yeah, I mean, um, it's so cool that like with you like watching your stuff, like how it progresses. Like that's a cool thing for me. Like I love that in comedy. Like for me, that's the the cool thing about me doing this podcast is like. I started in 2018 just, like, as a, like, place to sort of ramble and talk. And then last year, like, around this time, I started interviewing comedians. Yeah. And I've been able to get, like, all the people, like, in my New Jersey scene. I've gotten yeah. a couple, like, notable 
like comedians, I just had Jim Marcos Lorenzi on, and he just did a movie with um, uh, Billy Crystal, and he got Comedy Central half hour. Yeah. So it's like, it's cool to get that variety of people on. Yeah. And document it, like have like a thing, because to me, I think that's always a great thing to do. You know, we spend so much time like in our own like bubble trying to focus on ourselves mm-hmm. that you, I kind of just looked around and was like, well, I've been doing this six years. I've met so many amazing people. I should probably give them like a boost too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting to see because in comedy, you do meet all these people that you probably wouldn't have met before. So it's, it's interesting to meet, you know, from, uh, the the strangest oddest antisocial person to like very charismatic charming people like you oh, just yeah. see all different types and oh, yeah I, I think most comedians are very like antisocial that's the thing like yeah hearing Jerry Seinfeld say like we're our own species yeah like, the one thing to me that I always say like a thing that I have is like I feel like we're all infants in suits like we're trying to be adults but we're not really <laughs> Yeah, and 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 hiding insecurities and stuff like that, and right. and yeah, you you see new comedians, and but then some people just come out and they're just so confident, and you're like, what are you hiding? <laughs> like, I, exactly. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy at at open mics. Like, I do a lot of open mics. I'm not sure where you are. Oh yeah, I try and do as many as I can in my area. Yeah, I don't, I don't drive, so that's like a that's like a personal like thing like because like i failed uh it's nothing any like crazy i just yeah the written test a million times or like four times and i was like well i guess i'm not gonna drive and like having a lot of anxiety anyway is like yeah you know added to that but uh you i get were... rides when i can from certain people certain friends uh-huh but that's the only thing that really holds me back is like, oh you you live in north jersey yeah yeah that's probably pretty tough, right? You Yeah, so like I, I'm in the Jersey Shore area, so we have a little, oh, you are. little bit of a scene for Oh, oh what what area of the Jersey Shore? Like um like, I live in Wall, which is uh Is that like, by like Tom's River? That's like fifteen minutes from Tom's River. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I, I do see I have a friend who lives uh like in deep south Jersey and he always wants to drive up to those mics. I'm like, that's like two plus hours for me. Yeah, like, like you're in uh, Philly, right? I am. Yeah, I live in the Pennsylvania suburbs. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I know a couple guys. Like that's sort of like the tri-state like thing of like yeah Philly, New York, New Jersey. So like, yeah, I a couple people. Like, I, yeah, I do a lot of stuff in like South Jersey and stuff like that too. Um, actually, my latest video that I'm working on that's almost done is about doing a show at the Jersey Shore in Brigantine, New Jersey, and uh it was just like a crazy night in it was like one of those surprise shows have you done those oh yeah yeah (laughs) they're not good uh but like it was just like it was it was a memorial day weekend at the jersey shore um which is very busy i didn't know that i i was like i don't go down to the shore much i just thought i thought we were booked on memorial day weekend because it was like an off night no it was a packed restaurant no idea comedy was coming so right. we, we just get up there and do comedy and I mean I'm so used to that because like you started like a little before COVID, right? Me? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's well before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Twenty seventh. Yeah. So I, I get in a good. Yeah. So to me, it's like you know, I had such a like you've been doing a while, so like maybe you do, but know this, but like to me, I have such like a vastly different like I guess just because of Jersey or like just in general, like uh huh, it just doesn't bother me that sort of aspect of it. Like, of course, it sucks to have like you know a show that's yeah. not even like barely promoted and like yeah, you no. Know, I guess I'm so used to it. There are like little things I'm so used to, and yeah, it's like maybe you should expect better. Like I watched your Texas video, and I had the complete like the yeah. opposite experience. Being oh, good. In the same area. Yeah. But to me, I was like, I was way more, I guess, expected to it. Like I expected, I was surprised at how, uh, like they weren't. A lot of their jokes were, yeah, hacky. Yeah. So to me, I was surprised at how nice everyone was and how, like, I expected it to be, like, since I'm Jewish, I'm not religious, I expected it to be, like, the only Jew in Texas. And I was oh. like, oh, no, there's, like, three other Jewish comics. Yeah. And then people were, I went at a really weird time because it was right when, you know, Rogan bought, like, moved there. And he was gonna, yeah. he was gonna, like, get a stake at that place, in that place, the, uh, in the cave he ended up not i found out a couple weeks ago yeah but um so everyone was down there and we did like two mics there i got on a show um another place and that was nice it was like yeah when did you when three days when did you go i went in may okay i went this was i went thanksgiving a thanksgiving of 2020 so it was a little while ago Oh, yeah. Um, When I went, what was such like a, it was more of a personal, like, journey for me, because it was like, I'm always like, I have anxiety and stuff, I'm like, mildly on the spectrum, so I'm like, to me, whenever I can do anything on my own, like, I've traveled with my family, but it was my first time, like, traveling all by myself. Yeah. So that was a major part of it, and I stayed with another comic, and it was just like, he invited me out there, because he moved there, and, uh. Oh, cool. It's just like he said, like, the scene is great here. And it's just like he said, the plan was just to have, you know, as many comedians that he met in New Jersey to, to come and yeah. stay with him for a couple of days. And to me, it was just really fun. But yeah. I can imagine, like, if you have that high, like, expectation, I guess that's the thing, too. Like, I guess I don't expect, I should expect more good comedy out of comedy yeah i used to have that when i was early on and then i realized like especially being in just the like area that i'm from is that you're gonna have to deal with a lot of that and see a lot of that like just hacky stuff and it's never good yeah it's never fun to sit through yeah but you sort of have to expect it which which sucks Yes and no. I mean, I'll say like I I do know what you're talking about, and I I have done comedy in lots of places. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've and there's certainly that kind of stuff exists everywhere. Um, but just my experience, and I've I've talked to other uh, like New York comedians who went down there and stuff like that, um, who also had the same experience where it was that town. It was just uh, the mics that I did. Um, it was just a lot of like very like edge lordy, like 
just hacky racist yeah. stuff. I guess I didn't run um, into a whole lot of that. Like a lot of people that I met was it yeah. Was like, they did a lot of like it was homophobic stuff that was like surprising to me. There was a ton of anti-Semitism as well. <laughs> like to me, I didn't see a whole lot of anti-Semitism because there were yeah. like, two other Jews there. But oh, that's like, good. To me, I was like, oh, like these people are saying the F word, like totally, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard people say that, but I mean, like I went to, I also went to like Dallas and Houston and San Antonio um, and, and Dallas and Houston were, I, I felt like I were much more mature scenes. So right. I, I just, I, I think the thing with Austin is like, it's more of like a college town right? than you think. And so it was, it was very like college fratty type stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, it was just to me. Uh, what sucked about being in that area during that time was uh, it was right about when that thing happened with Tony Hinchcliffe. Okay. The whole yeah, yeah, uh, I'm familiar yeah, with his opener and everything. Yeah. And uh, so everyone sort of talked about it a lot, and there was a lot of like sitting through. Like I had to leave one mic like in the middle of it, like in the middle of it to go outside. Because people were talking about it in the set, but not like with any jokes. It just uh-huh. gives you your opinion as a comedian of it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, five people, you go up, you have like 15 people to sit through, and then like five of them are talking about it. It's oh, like, that, it's I, like, oh. yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I, it's like, yeah, like just throughout, I was like, I, I just I don't know most comedians I was like I don't want to hear your opinion about Louis C.K. I don't want to right. hear your opinion about Tony right. Hinchcliffe. It's like I mean I don't care. Like I these guys are like rich celebrities. Like I'm not right. like I'm not like invested in how their life right. turns out. <laughs> and to me I have such a like to me I'm weird because I have such a like personal rules of like what I don't talk. And I think you like I like that you sort of discover this on your own throughout your channel watching it it's like you you figure out like the stuff that you do that you want to do and that you don't want to do yeah because to me that's all like it's so cool to document that because for me i i i i'm i'm cool with if people want to take like a comedy class i think that's fine but i know a lot of people do too much and then it's like i don't know if they're being scammed or not and to me it's like it takes away the fun to me it's like I like that I was self-taught myself how to be a comedian, that I, yeah, that I went from being completely, you know, coming from improv, being completely awful at stand up when I, yeah. but it was the first thing I really wanted to do since I was 16. And then, you know, to be like, Oh, six years later, I can do this. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I know how to do this. It's yeah. like cool to like, be like, Oh, I've like earned the skills. It feels really cool. Yeah. And, but it- it does it yeah it's amazing being having agency on stage you're like right. I, I know what to do here <laughs> yeah but with you what was cool is like figuring out with this like you don't do like i don't do a whole lot of topical yeah material. i have one and that's not like and to me it's just because like i love like john mulaney and i love jerry seinfeld but i just can't do that type of stuff my stuff is way more i guess out there yeah and like I always say this, I have insomnia, so that's how I write most of my jokes. It's like, it comes to me at three in the morning, and I have to explain it to normal functioning people. Yeah. So, it's like, to me, I have one, I have one Louis C.K. joke that does well with women. Yeah. And the, the joke is that uh, 
he did that set that got like really really bad like reviews when he was coming back and he he went on this whole rant of like how his kids were rude to him because he has daughters yeah and i was like he's probably like asking them did you clean your room and his daughter goes did you jerk off in there again like yeah <laughs> that's the one joke that I yeah <laughs> and then i was like but to me i always try and stay away from topical stuff because a because everyone does it on facebook like yeah, a new thing will come out as always every day, and mm-hmm. and also like you know late night hosts are gonna do whatever like easy jokes that come from that. To me, it's just easy to do that. Like, to, yeah. so to find weirder stuff yeah. is like it also sets you apart. Like, not to sound like cocky or anything, but like, yeah, it, it makes you different. And that's the one compliment that I've gotten is just like being. On your own, and I see that with you too. It's like you just gotta have your own thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's all about like finding who you are, and 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 I think amplify like amplifying it. Like like who you are is mostly boring, so you gotta find like the most exciting parts and stories of your life, and like condense them really tightly, and make them funny, and uh, find a way to tell them, and and then that's stand up comedy, I think. Oh yeah, so um, you start when you know. So, uh, who were your favorite like people before you did stand up? Um, that's it. so. I probably w- started wanting to do stand up comedy uh, because I like. Uh, I at first I was like really into uh, like late night TV, like, right? Like really into it. Like I watched everything. This is circa. Uh, 20 2007 to 2009 i watched like almost every late night tv show <laughs> um right. every episode uh uh my my favorite was craig ferguson i really oh yeah craig ferguson um but you know i watched everything daily show colbert report uh conan leno yeah uh letterman uh a lot of British and Australian. I was just looking for random. I don't know. I would really like right. that. But then when I went to college in 2009, um, I got really, uh, 2009 is right when like podcasts started coming out. Right. And um, I started listening to like a ton of podcasts and stuff like that. And um, I think like hearing comedians talk about like stand up and, and like traveling and doing comedy and, it it just really romanticized it for me and that's probably what made me want to do stand-up comedy uh i'm not bringing up a lot of the podcasts i used to listen to because uh i don't like them anymore and half of them have been canceled so Uh, yeah i i have um i have a couple like that was the same thing for me like yeah i started around 2000 i always say 2010 but it was more like 2007 2008-ish because, yeah. Like, what happened was, like, Comedy Central wise was terrible because it was there was only like two comedians that were super super popular at my like time period. Yeah. Watching that when I was younger. Wait, let me uh, guess. Let me guess. Was, uh, let me guess, because I think there was two for like when I was in like high school. How old are you? I'm 27. Tw- okay, so you're a little younger than me. I'm uh I'm 31. You can. What um, are the two that you're thinking of? Okay, the two that I'm thinking of that were just huge and like everyone in high school was constantly quoting was Dane Cook and um Dave Chappelle. 
no, uh, it was um, Dane Cook was there, but it was um, okay. Jeff Dunham and Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's that's uh, different. I I guess I guess that came a little bit later. So uh, like Jeff Dunham was like you know like a mix. Like to me, it's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's like, but and then uh, Gabriel was Iglesias was fine. Like he's there for stand up, and that was fine. Yeah. But to me, it was like once I started seeing. Like, I was able to watch, like, more Showtime stuff, and, like, HBO was like, okay, Bill Burr was, got into him really big, was, uh, Louie was, you know, a big influence. Yeah. Bill Burnham was, get, was on his YouTube thing, and then he was getting into doing stand-up, so it was, like, yeah, and then in 2010-ish, was when I really became like super nerdy into it and I started yeah. listening to podcasts and I guess uh, 2011 was like that was the two podcasts that like really got me more into it was uh, um, Pete Holmes uh, okay weird, which was great and then uh, yeah so is and then Marin's Marin sure and then I used to listen to a lot of Nerdist but I don't anymore yeah me too I I, I used to like the early episodes yeah. when uh he was less phony in the yeah. episodes <laughs> like that early episode with mike berbiglia oh yeah i just remember that being really good and yeah really really has a good one now too which is really great but... yeah yeah i listened to that one too yeah um cool. yeah it's so crazy to see like how it's been how it's changed in four or five years of how like podcasts have changed like to me it was like it still felt like an underground thing that I used to listen to. Yeah. Like, Remember, like, you'd say podcast and no one knew what the hell no you were doing. <laughs> and, and, like, they would have, like, I don't know, uh, like, do you remember, like, listening to Marin's, like, first episode? Uh, do you, are you, do you remember that? I, I don't think so. I think I came a little bit later. Okay. With them. It might have been, you know, I just remember, like, hearing about them. And yeah, so I remember I, the, his first episode, his guest was Jeff Ross, um, and it was like so radio, like it was like they had like a radio intro where it's like right. live from the hills of Southern California talking about things or like there was this right. weird sarcastic voiceover. Um, the third, I think it was the third episode, maybe it was later, he had Patton Oswalt call in. And yeah. he just gave him shit for doing a Mountain Dew commercial for like most of the call. Right. Yeah. I just remember like hearing about the stuff and like to me I've had a couple of episodes that were like Marin's where it was yeah. like, Oh, I don't know about this person. Like one guy I really got along with, but we had a couple of things and like, you know, it's just like I didn't know he he was great. And then another guy recently I had on was like someone too that I don't really like get along with as much as i want to and yeah. it was always like to me i'm not a confrontational person yeah so it was a weird thing but i was like you know what it's like and partly the reason why i had this recent guy one was because i knew it would get a lot of views which was yeah kind of the reason why i did it was like well Good. this is gonna be like you know like not controversial but it'll be like this will get views from the community of yeah this. Well, did we you squashed have... our beef and whatever and it was cool but it was like oh cool you know it's just like it was it's like a marathon <laughs> so you're like oh yeah yeah no i mean drama is it, and people like drama and stuff like that like you know when i released the austin episode where 
I was pretty critical of Austin. I definitely got like uh, a lot of, you know, controversy, a lot of hate from people in Austin oh, and stuff like that. But it was like, I was like, I means I'm doing something right. If like, right. you know, like I, I, I made you feel something or whatever. And, and I, I mean, I thought I was just being honest and I don't know. A lot of, a lot of people were like, uh, it was strange. It was strange how like, how, how weird, I don't know. So uh, I think just a lot of people who live in Austin think Austin is the greatest place in the world. And right. that just wasn't my experience. Uh, right. Get over yourself. Of course. I mean, to me, I'm so happy that I met, I was at least in a better area, I guess. Yeah. Man, I met so many cool people. Yeah. That was the cool thing was just like, and even right. when it was like shitty and people like, you know, didn't have great sets, I was like, oh, stand-up comedy is the same everywhere. That's what I learned. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can be. Um, I did. I, I will say like when I released the video, uh, the video I did on Texas, like uh, a lot of people in Dallas reached out to me and it's like, yo, you come back. I'll, I'll set you up. I'll get you on shows and stuff like that. So oh, that's really nice. If I go back to Texas, I might go to Dallas because they were the nicest scene to me. <laughs> All right. Um, but we're yeah. coming up on 30 minutes. Do you want to uh, like take a break now uh, to do the call? In like five minutes. Five minutes. Uh, okay. Can we, yeah. All right. Sorry, I don't want to seem too desperate and call exactly at nine thirty. <laughs> no, it's cool. I can space these out. It's just like yeah. it would be, it would be easier just like if you tell me when because then I can disconnect it and then it will save the episode will save and I can break it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just in five minutes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> I, I I know it hurts. I have a couple more. I always have my standard questions that I ask. So it was. <laughs> that and uh well, the next chunk i guess is asking uh um so is your family supportive yes yeah they are supportive um i i still uh with my parents um i i was uh i will say i was like i was like i don't know what the right word is like i did definitely hide it from people when i first started because i just wanted to um I don't know. I, I was embarrassed. I, I don't know. I didn't know if I wanted to start it or not. And yeah, I didn't tell my parents for the first like six months. Um, I just wanted to make sure it was something I actually wanted to do. And then right. I told them. And they've been pretty supportive. Um, it's difficult uh, because sometimes I, I want to talk about stuff, but I also don't want to like I've really what I've gotten into recently is like talking about like personal stuff and and just just a lot of stuff that uh, I went through growing up and I know that like some of my parents won't be the most supportive of me saying stuff <laughs> so right that's uh, always a thing yeah like yeah it's it's like the only example because mostly I don't let them come to shows um I haven't really put a lot of stand up online yet, uh, but I hope to soon. But like uh, in my videos, sometimes there's clips of it. And I think my mom saw a clip where I mentioned that she was an Alex Jones fan on stage. And wow. uh, she didn't like that because uh, she thought that um, she would go on some sort of watch list because the government now knows that she's an Alex wow. Jones fan. So uh, <laughs> just wow. stuff like that. <laughs> um you know it's, i don't mean to sound real but that's like oh that's so alex jones fanny yeah <laughs> and no of course no i of course it is it's yeah it's uh i mean i and, love a 
and she lo- uh, I mean, she's a big fan. They're upstairs. That's that what always reminds me. Yeah. Of, uh, we're talking about Marin. He has this one joke where he's like, you know, I'd love to go to the government and like, I'd ask them like, where's my file? And they wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's more like, yeah, we're just going to collect all your information and, uh, data products and use that right. to like manipulate you into buying toothpaste or, you know, right. whatever. But yeah, it's, it's so weird, but, uh, it's so weird. That's an interesting, but, uh, um, that's an interesting thing to live through. Like to me, yeah. I always, I say like my parents are conservative too, but they're, uh, I like to say like sane for the most okay. part Republicans. Yeah. Like my mom like didn't really like Trump that much. And my dad used to not like Trump when he was had a show and everything and my dad never yeah. really cared for him and then he became president and I felt bad for my dad because my dad's really smart and you know it's it's kind of weird to say like he's smarter than Trump because everyone is smarter than Trump. But like this, just, yeah he, he turned into like a human origami like trying to defend him. Yeah. And it's like you don't have to. It's like No but they feel like, you know, they understand that that's their team and that's their yeah. party. Well, it is almost like, it's like, at least in my experience, is like, no, I mean, my mom's really smart too. It is it is something of like wanting to be smarter than everyone else and liking the idea of like blowing people's minds and being like, oh, you're so naive. You have no idea that, that there's lizard people and stuff like that. So it's like, it's almost as like it, kind of preys on like smart people or people think of them as smart too so right yeah it's, it's interesting it's just hard because like you don't want to like you know you're smart lover. it's like you know you don't want people to think a certain thing and it's just like that's what happens but to me i'm always like i go to the place too like i always try to be and that's why i like hanging out with comics so it's just like that's the one thing i like even though you might see like you know hacky people the one thing that i love about like open mics and stuff is like at least seeing different point of views yeah and, no like, listen, i think that's healthy listen i love uh like yeah different points of views uh that's why like like a lot of the like political stuff and trump stuff is like hacky because it's all the same viewpoint right um yeah i love either like really good comedy or like really bad comedy right bigger things to watch yeah of course because they're the most interesting and the most different usually. Right. Um, uh, let me take a break real quick. Okay, sure. Um, should I leave recording or can I mute this? How does this work? Uh, I'll disconnect it and then we can, uh, then I'll send it to you again. Okay. It shouldn't be too long. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. We're back. Uh, yep. That was quick. There was no response. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I was <laughs> like, Jesus, that was quick. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is so weird. Uh, have you gotten into like producing shows at all? Uh, no. This I posted um a couple of mics before, and uh, yeah, I finished doing another hosting, a uh, one that I used to co-host, and uh, yeah, that was like that was fun because I did it with one of my close friends in comedy, who's also like we. A lot of people didn't know this, but like. We have like an like a fake rivalry. Okay. It's like very pro wrestling. We're like, you know, like we're best friends. Like we're close friends, 
in real life, but like we're always roasting each other, like in person. Yeah. And stuff, and like it's just it's given me a great like way to learn how to write that style and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just great. Like he's and he's also a good mentor of mine. Yeah. Because he's been doing it for a long time. He just came out with his own uh, special. Uh, his name is Dan Caprio. And, oh, cool. Uh, he's on YouTube, and it's that's awesome. Like, make an album out of it, which is cool. It's yeah. Like, you know, he's like eight years in, so it's just cool, like, to have someone like that. But that's always, you know, I guess mm-hmm. that's another thing we talked about. Like, do you have anyone like that? Do you have any like comedians that are mentors to you? Or like, yeah, I, I have many. Um, uh, yeah, I like certainly like when I yeah there's when i first started off um there was another comedian who uh was uh my age i just started doing his open mic all the time and so he started having me hosting and putting me on shows um his name is cody wright he was um he's a jersey guy and he he would put me on shows he i mean he uh and we started producing shows together um he 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 uh, I helped him out with producing shows where we, uh, before the pandemic, we had like Mark Norman come down and do a show in South Jersey. We had Stavros Halkis. Uh, oh, great. Yeah. Shane okay. Gillis. Um, and yeah, and he just like, he was just like, especially starting out, the most important thing was like people like um, being nice to you and people believing in you. Oh, yeah. Um, and they don't even have to tell you that. You just like can feel it. And, and he was really like that. And he's someone, you know, I still do comedy with. And... That was one thing that was really cool was a lot of my friends that I started with in the beginning of, like, when I really started to stand up, were starting to do shows with Mark. Yeah. And, and uh, it was great. Like, I didn't get to meet him because I got a, like, it's so weird. I've met so many, I've met comedians before, but, like, I, I got, like, I guess, like, afraid to meet him. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was almost able to, and I didn't. But uh, um, but uh, I do what I'm sorry. Was cool. It's just like he was so nice to everyone. Yeah. And I heard how great he was, and like I experienced it, the same thing with having like the few professional comedians that I had on my podcast is like, yeah. Of course, there's a difference between us in the business sense. Yeah. They just view you as a comic, and I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, it it is cool. You do go through a lot together and stuff like that, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, we've both like probably I, we've like, you know, we've done it all. We've done the shittiest things, you know, we've done, we've also had like the great sets and stuff like that. It's just, there's just this, like this struggle, like you just have to eat a certain amount of, of, of shit and, and bad nights where you're just oh, yeah. funny. Um, Cause that's just how you get funny is it be not funny for a long time. <laughs> I mentioned this a lot, like how. Like, I used to never really kind of get it when comedians used to, like, when I saw a special and, like, after their set, like, a comedian would, like, thank the, the audience. Yeah. And now I get it. I'm like, yeah. oh, now I get it. Because I've had that where it's, like, you're so grateful for a good audience. Yeah. Oh. Like, if there's a good audience, I'll be, like, very much about it. I'll be, like, I'm not making fun of you or, heck, or like, messing with you right now. We're, like, doing crowd material. You're just good. Like, I was, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, because it is fine. Because I used to like, 
I, I have like made some jumps like personally, because I always was like, I would never do things on my own. Like if I produce shows, I was really like producing with someone else. And generally speaking, that yeah. other person was probably holding more of the burden of specifically like bringing people to the show or right. promoting it. Well, the one thing that I did that wasn't really like, it wasn't really a show that I had like outside, like audience was that I had a roast of myself in December of 2019 around my birthday. And yeah. uh, that was just like, that was partly because another like comedian had one that I'm, you know, friends with and he's sort of a, like, he's a character comic. So like that was more of a thing. And I was like, oh, I want one. And then partly yeah. the other reason I did it was because I wasn't as good as a hang as I wanted to be. And when I was leaving, like I was leaving the mics way too early. So like people would make fun of me on stage, like in a nice way. And I just wouldn't be there to see it. So I was like, I need to make a roast mm -hmm. so that everyone can sort of say what they do their dress that they want to do. And I can be there and not like dip out too early. I think that's the one thing that I had to learn was yeah. that's the, that's the one thing that you have to learn. And it's so weird being like, we're all bad socially, most of us. So it's like weird to be like, that's the one thing that you have to learn how to do is to be social. Yeah. Properly. Yeah, that can be so tough. It's very hard. Yeah, that being social is a very important part, and and that's kind of like what I'm getting into now uh, with like you know calling venues is like the business side where you have to like the business do business side is terrible. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I so far it like it's not like you know obviously there's like scumbag bookers and stuff like that, but so far like the extent that i'm going like i'm not dealing with like specific comedy industry people like this yeah. is i'm just talking to venues uh and being like hey do you want to do stand-up comedy which is very hard to get them interested in oh yeah and then on top of that you have to be like uh hey uh also pay me money <laughs> you know right um, and then it's like they don't even like i know some people just don't even view it that way it's just like weird it's like yeah I, I have had more success than I thought though, but it like, it is interesting. It is like the first, like the first show that I'm producing on my own is, is coming up August 20th. Um, it's at this gay bar in Harrisburg, uh, which was kind of interesting that they were the first place that said, uh, hit me back and said, yeah, we want to do comedy. Um, but it's kind of cool. Like when I tell people that I'm doing a show at a gay bar in Harrisburg, they're like, that sounds awesome and i'm like i know it's crazy yeah that's um, awesome man and uh so that i'm i am but i am like stressed like I, I hope people come like are people gonna come and i hope we're funny i hope they like us and, oh yeah uh yeah and so i've started to get shows and stuff like that and yeah it's it's just interesting because it, it was like there's certain people that are that are very social and and very charismatic and everyone just wants to put them on all their shows. Right. And I'm not like that. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to work a little harder. I'm going to have to do a lot of stuff on my own and stuff like right. that. Just fine. To me, I'm at like this point where like, I don't like, I just came up with like, this thing now. I'm like my attitude has changed a little bit in that. Like now I don't, I know I'm not going to do a whole lot. Like that's the one thing that I don't do. I'm like, I'm very cautious not to like, not to kiss ass and do anything like that and like yeah to me i'm always the one advice that i always give to 
newer comics besides, you know, write as much as you can and get on stage as much as you can uh-huh. is the one thing that I say is erase the words network and networking out of your out of your uh, vocabulary when it comes to socially. Yeah. Comics, and just find dope people to do cool shit with. That's basically yeah. what happens. Just find really cool people and just, you know, and once you have like a group of people that you're friends with, then it's not like excluding anyone, but you'll be able to put on shows and get on your own yeah. shows. And, you know, it's like you have to be a part of your community. Like, even if you're in a place like mm-hmm. where I'm from, where it's like Jersey, and you're like, I want to get out of Jersey so bad. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't shit on the people that are, you have to be a part of that community, whether you like it or not. Yes, you do have to be a part of the community. You you don't want to be the ad. There's this guy running wild in our community right now who goes to every mic and he gets thrown out of them and he talks all this shit online. And it's like, it's like, right. you can't be that guy. Like, no one likes you. Um, it's, yeah, he's getting banned from all these open mics and it's very hard to get banned right. from open I've mics. I've never banned in any type of way, but I did have, what would happen to me is I started when I was 21. I say 22 because I started like yeah five months later at 22. So I kind of was that. But yeah. uh, like I always felt like that. Like I always put my foot in my mouth. I had a lot of bad social interactions. And to me, it was always funny because I was, I was like, I would always think like, oh, this is the worst. Everyone hates me. And then they'd be like, oh, we forgot about that. Or, oh, don't worry about that. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, but I did this. I did this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, it was so weird because I was, it was different for me because growing up, I was, I was held back when I was younger. So uh, I was older than like my peer group by a year. And then being, doing stand up, I was, 21 22 and yeah people in my community are like older than me a little bit yeah so it was like it was just a thing of like you know you had your own you know opinions back then and you Mm -hmm. as a 22 year old and of course you're gonna like be different than a 28 year old yeah so there was a lot of stuff like that like to me that was the biggest one of the biggest hurdles more than just doing comedy was the social aspect of it mm-hmm. of just being like okay i don't want to come off as a dick it's yeah it's hard like i i probably i tried uh i had several stop and goes and the first one was when i was 23 um and yeah i feel like i would have been a dick i would have been written a lot more hacking material if i started that young i I did try and I managed it for two weeks, but I couldn't, I just wasn't ready for it. And then I waited three and a half years. I tried again. I wasn't quite ready. I waited another year and I tried again and then I was ready. Um, yeah, it's, wow. it, it's, it takes a lot of emotional strength and fortitude it, like to just keep doing it. Like I, yeah, I definitely uh, had a lot of failures. Like the first open mic I went to, and this crushed me and it shouldn't have, but I went with my friend uh, and my friend, uh, I remember uh, my friend, uh, I did horribly and my friend killed. He did really good. He did so well that a booker who was there booked him on a show. Right. Um, uh, people were buying him beers at the bar. <laughs> 
And then when we took the train home, he was like, uh, not in a dick way, but just in a very naive new comedian way being like, so like when I become famous, like I'm going to remember you guys and stuff. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> what I always think of like the that guy, what I think with that is like, what I know now is yeah. like that guy just knowing how comedy works. Yeah. Probably had a terrible set the next time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's what always happens. Like to me, I bombed the first two times that I did stand up. And to me, that way that I had like was different for me was I wanted to do it for so long. Yeah. The way I explained it is like I could have flown off the stage. I would have gotten up two seconds later and been like, this is awesome. Like I was so happy to finally do it Good. because I had to do improv. Yeah. For, you know, four years just to like, that was the only thing in my area to do. Oh, wow. And, like, I was fine with it. Like, I, I liked it, but it wasn't, I, it wasn't one that I wanted to do. It was, you oh. know, it was like, I want to do stand up. That's what I want to do. So when I finally yeah. got to do it, it was like, okay, this is where I'm. Yeah. At. And it's always just, that's the cool thing. I guess it was the, but to me, it's like, it's interesting to hear that from your point of view and like uh-huh. do that. Like to me, I just sort of like, even though it was hard, of course, I think for me, it was just having that act of like not being able to do what you want exactly. And just yeah. being like, you know, I didn't hate doing it. Probably I, was t- I wasn't good, but like, to me, it was about like, okay, like I know the people and like, a lot of these people were also like doing stand-up, some of them, so they were able to help me, and it was like, it was just, it was just interesting to be like, this is where I have to start, I guess, and to me, it was kind of, it was cool, but like, mm-hmm. like just getting into it, like, to me, I've, I saw one of your early videos, and it sort of, it makes more sense now that you tell me, like, how many, like, tries you did until you totally got yeah like, full into it, because it makes more sense when I see your video like that kind of shocked me that it was so early on was like the quitting video i was like i was like i've only i've never really seriously thought about quitting yeah ever really and to Mm -hmm. me it's like you know i think you know i can't even think of it now i i probably think of it once in a while Mm -hmm. late just because of everything but it's like yeah and everything but to me, it's such a, you know, and I have such a different uh, experience. I know so many people who, you know, take off when they should, like, you know, take breaks and stuff that are healthy. Yeah. To me, it's like, I don't do that. Like, to me, it's the opposite. Like, I need to do stand-up. Like, if I'm upset, even if I don't talk about it or, like, address it, I've said this once on stage, i said it, like, a couple times, and it's probably, like, the, it's the saddest thing I've ever said, I think. I think it's very, like, Sad but most important is like the worst day on stage for me is a million times better than most days off stage. Okay. Yeah, that's not true for me. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I have so much social anxiety and stuff. And it's like, yeah. Once I get on stage, it's like being a superhero. That's the way that I put it. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, it sucks to be like Peter Parker off stage, but it feels great to be. <laughs> when you're spider-man for 15 minutes yeah it it can be that way I'll, I'll say for me it's a little different because i um i'm definitely much more comfortable just sitting 
alone in my room. Like, like, Oh, me too. That's, I'm very that's the most comfortable I am, but it's, so I, the reason why I haven't quit comedy and, uh, is because I, um, like I, I do need to do it too. I, there isn't like anything else that is this like fulfilling right. life. Um, and it's like you rarely get in, you know, this is kind of a sad thing too, but it's also funny. It's like no one gets, there's very few rare people who get into comedy after everything has worked out. Uh, yes. It's, it's, like, but... it's like no one is like an ace student in, yeah. in school, goes on to college, goes to like Yale and is like, oh, I'm going to do stand up. It's like, no, something has to go. Yeah, I, I, I will. Yeah, I definitely dropped out of graduate school uh, before I did comedy. Um, it's it was it's interesting because you said like it was like once you got on stage, you're like, oh, like, like, this is where I belong or like it felt great. Like it would to me partly because like it's kind of weird to say, like to give more context to that is like I've been, you know, performing because when yeah. I was a teenager, uh I started singing in high school, so, like, I learned how to do that, and, like, yeah. it's always been different. Like, you know, it's so weird. I have such a different stage presence for each of the things that I've done because they are so different, but the only thing that's really stuck with is, like, at least I know how to be on stage. Like, uh -huh. at least I know everything has their different hurdles to it. Like, yeah. when I was singing, it was singing by myself, so I just had to, like, you know, be matched up well with my piano teacher and make sure that I was, you know, getting proper notes, memorizing lyrics, which is terribly yeah. hard to do. And then when I was doing improv, it was like a little bit easier because I was surrounded by all these people that were awesome at it. Yeah. And I couldn't do characters. I couldn't do voices, but I could. But the thing that was cool to me was I could at least like exist. <laughs> like, like I could like go through it, like not go through the motions like lazily, but like it was like, if they put me in a scene, like, I wouldn't embarrass myself. It'd be like, I can hang. I just can't do any characters or any yeah, or anything I, like that. I, I did. when I did stand-up, it was like, oh, this is all by myself. And now, like, it's so weird to think about now. Like, I, I wish I was, had the same attitude as I did back then. Back then, I don't know if it was just my age or, like, I don't know, different part of my personality back then. I was so much more opinionated. And that was great for bits. Yeah. And upward material. And now I'm like way more laid back, which is good for a healthy off stage life. Yeah. On stage to be like too laid back. It's like, uh, but you know, I used to, you know, so to me, it's always different. I think it's, you know, to me, I, I just have to remind myself and be empathetic to other people because I used to have stage right when I was little, when I was much younger. Mm -hmm. before i did the singing and everything so like i sort of remember that but i also forget a lot so i can kind of be like i guess not as empathetic to people who have like really bad stage fright yeah and i'm like i have to get better at that i'm like i have to realize like this is hard for people like you know? it was it was i i don't know i feel like my starting was like the hardest i've it's like I don't know if I've seen someone have more of a tough time than me starting in that I literally could not stutter a word out. I uh 
I had to bring note cards on stage and I was dropping my note cards. I was dropping the microphone. I couldn't keep my eyes open at all. Right. Um, it was, yeah, it was very brutal for me starting out. I, I didn't, it wasn't easy for me. I, I had to slowly any, I had like no confidence, like any bit of confidence I have. And now I, ha I do have a decent amount of confidence. Um, I had to like earn every scrap of it. Um, Oh, yeah. I, I didn't come from performing. Uh, I I came from like more of a writing background. So I have right. had to work on performing. I I have since like taken improv. Uh, I've done improv for like several years uh, to like work on performing. You know, I'm signing up for like acting classes and that kind of, of course, stuff. Yeah. It's, I, um, I did an acting course in uh, college in my last time I was in community college. And I used that class. That was the only class I ever used. Which was yeah. so funny because, like, I was I was a writer too. I did creative writing and stuff like that. And uh, even in college, I I always say like, creatively I'm fine, but like grammatically, like I'm not as good as I like to be. So, right, uh, I was like a B C student in when I was in college. But uh, mm -hmm. when I took that acting course, it was like it was definitely easy. And I was just like, it was easy because like. I think the reason why I passed that class, the only reason I think I passed the class, was we had two written assignments, and I did them, and none of the other kids did them because they're all actors. They're like, I didn't come here to study. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, we just had to do two, like, written things. And then... Yeah. But it was cool, like, to learn lines and figure out, like, how to do that better. And to me, it was just like, you know, that's more, but... uh yeah, to me, I, I just have that thing of, like, that's also not one of the things that I want. Like, it's, like, I don't want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not my goal, I guess, yeah. for stand-up. Like, my goal is to be, at least be able to be, like, a working comic, like, at the same level as, like, a Mark Norman. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like that. Just be able to, like, put out albums and, you know, be on shows and just consistently be a comic i don't need to be a big superstar you want to quit your day job is what right basically that's all you need right yeah what what is your day job well actually i hadn't been working for a while which is just i'm very lucky i i have a very lucky life but uh i oh. wasn't working for a long time recently and then recently about like i guess it's been four months now maybe uh -huh. three months i've been uh yeah, I guess it's been almost three or four months. A uh, comedian friend of mine, the one who had that roast before me, had his own roast before me. Uh, his family owns an Italian bakery, so I work there, like, under the table. Like, I get paid. It's, like, super uh, easy. I get, you know, I work there twice a week uh, and for four hours, so it's eight hours a week, and it's great, and it's, like, you know, I have almost the trifecta. Like the one thing I have stand up is that job now. And the only other thing I need now is girlfriend. And then I'll be completely happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I for you, stand up's not the place to find that. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I try not to. Like, I've asked a couple, like, when the comments down, but like, I mostly don't try to mix it. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I just don't think that's really a great idea. You've I know a couple people, people who it's worked out for, and I know a couple people who yeah. it hasn't worked out for. You've you've asked like other comedians out, a couple times. 
and and they they were all like no <laughs> yeah but then it's like cool and you're just can just remain friends afterwards and yeah you think it's gonna yeah. be awkward but then it's not and it's like okay that's <laughs> oh, good yeah <laughs> but to me that's a big part yeah and i've never game. i've never asked uh eh, maybe that i don't know anyway <laughs> um yeah it's like you never but like for me it's always yeah so that was yeah uh, for me it's always awkward no matter what yeah. uh, <laughs> so to me that was uh yeah but it's, yeah. it's interesting just to to do that so to me, that's like the only thing that I really have missing in my life. It's like that, but yeah, yeah. it's been so cool. And like to me, it's like I I have such a like I'm just so lucky with my family and everything and what I have. So it's like, you know, not like super mega rich, but it's like you know at least comfortable. And it's like yeah. So it's that's like funny. so it's it's like I always feel like such a PlayStation. It's like for a comic, it's like. No, I have it pretty good. So it's like I, I yeah. have to be grateful. There's I mean like I'll, I'll say I was unemployed for the first uh first uh like eight months of doing comedy. Like it, it helps a lot. <laughs> I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, well I was I was unemployed for like two years and then but when I started doing stand up, like I was young so I was working and had different jobs. Yeah. And then it was like that was the hard part was when I was really like I guess my second year yeah, in was very, very tough because I got switched to nights on one of my jobs, on one of my, on my job, and that sucked. And yeah. Like, and I became the master of calling out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, so I do, I'm pretty lucky. I, do, I work three days a week, so I work 24 hours a week. Um, and, and for... <laughs> For like one year since then i've stopped doing that but for one year of working there i like would call out like 40 percent of the day and <laughs> not 40 right. but like i called out like i'd miss a lot of time um yeah and they're like you should stop doing this i'm like yeah that's fair yeah um, <laughs> it happens they're like oh and then to me it was like okay and now i'm just you know i'm very like to me i'm always very grateful for the situation yeah. that I'm in and you know it's just like always have to be and you know I think that's the one thing of being comic is like that's the other thing that you also I also like think you should you shouldn't have to tell people but it's like yeah you know it's like you you shouldn't do this for money it's not a thing to yeah. do for money uh <laughs> Can I can I make a call real quick? Yeah, you, yeah, sure. You don't even need to hang up. I'll just okay, sure. call right here. Okay, it's done. Uh, <laughs> pick up again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, it's okay. I just really this this show is gonna be very profitable, so I really want it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. If you start producing shows, you can make some some money. You can make yeah, of course, yeah. You, you can, can make hundreds of dollars sometimes. <laughs> I know a couple people who did that, and I know we actually had a whole thing. I don't know if you saw it with uh, TMZ uh, last year, or I guess it was a couple of years ago when Bam Margera started doing. Uh, stand up for a little bit. Um, 
Uh, I know. I did. Tell me about this. Bam Margera, he's from, uh, well, he used to live like right in by me. And I went to Westchester University. Right. I, live right, I work in Westchester. I live right by there is where he's from. Uh, I was going to Westchester University when um, the guy died in Westchester. What's his name? Wow. Uh, Adam Dunn or whatever. But wow. and, <laughs> um and sorry anyway yeah so did he go up to north jersey no what happened was there's this like scammy uh like comedian that was uh like he would latch on to like celebrities and like try and like you know he would get them to do shows and he would try and get like you know open micers and like swindle them into doing shows and stuff so he had like he was working with Bam Margera, who ended up doing like more, like I was speaking, like more of a storytelling tour right. until his whole, but his whole thing got like crazy with drugs and everything. And I had a close comic friend who was in the middle of all of that, helping produce, like co-produce that. And then he was working with Artie Lang during that time too. And it was just like, mm. it was just the whole thing. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. Think, like I knew those people and everything going on yeah that was so insane yeah you are closer to like you're close to new york there so you get some real comedians i imagine it's easier yeah so it it was a crazy time but uh that was yeah yeah I, i mean there's like i don't know there's a few like i don't know like weird bookers who screw people over down here but there's just a lot less business down to me, here. That's the one thing that I love about uh, that I love about like what happened with COVID is yeah. that it seemed to have completely like destroyed, like ended uh, bringer shows. Oh yeah. Because I realized like it totally took the wind out of all that, and then people I knew started doing shows, and that's when they got to work with like Mark Norman and stuff, and it was like, oh, we just do this shit all about oh, Yeah. Like, yeah you just figured out yeah you could just do it on your own or whatever it's yeah and uh there was a period there where it's like really easy to get like famous people because there was no stage time so if you had a show they... right and that's how i figured out like that they all like see us just as comics that was what was yeah oh yeah no listen that's how we got like uh mark norman and stavros holokai holokis to do our shows is um uh just hit them up on facebook <laughs> They want to work. They want to get on stage. And listen, they like trusted, like they trusted us to like take all the money from their tickets and give it to them, and we did. And they made like with merch, uh, like Mark Norman and Salvage Hawkeye with merch and ticket sales. They probably both made like a couple thousand dollars just for a Friday night, two-hour drive from New York City. Like you know, like that's way better for them than doing mark norman did two shows stavros did one show that's way better than doing like a couple spots in the city for them so like duh why wouldn't you do that yeah for sure it's so cool and uh we talked about this a little bit and i've seen some of your videos that you you have on your channel for this for people to watch but uh do you have any like i guess like something that you haven't had on your show on your channel at least of a like bad crowd or like a heckler experience or anything like that. 
Yeah, I do have uh, videos like that. Um, one of my more popular recent videos is um, it's uh, let me see. Um, is is uh, this was like um, so so actually the one that will be coming out soon is um, uh, is is like kind of like that like it's a surprise show and it's like a very weird environment. I'm trying to pull it up right now, but anyway, uh, just so I get like a so the one the one that's that's coming. I'm not sure it might come out in a couple weeks. I'm still like finishing it up and stuff like that. But like it was like a, a very strange crowd uh, that didn't expect us there. Um, we didn't heckle as much, uh, but it was just like they just didn't want to see comedy. But like I also have like a, a a heckling video where it was like another comedian who um, right. who he just broke. Like there's a video of me do like I have the video of it. He he it essentially just like caused me to snap on stage. Like he he was just saying. I forget what he was saying. He was like, he was just like heckling me. I'm like, be quiet. And he wouldn't be quiet. And then yeah. he kept just talking shit. And then he said, um, he said, uh, you, uh, he said, you're more of a writer than a performer. <laughs> and that really pissed me off. Like it shouldn't have, but it did. Um, right. So then I just started going out because this guy was like, I, I started calling him like a, a piss drinker because on a previous show, he famously drank piss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the video where you talked about that. Yeah. And yeah. And then he, yeah. And then I, uh, and so up, I update on him. So he, uh, yeah, he, I called him a piss drinker. I, what I said that really angered him is I called him a phony. Um, then it goes, uh, the show ends, you know, we go our own ways. He, he like talks, he calls me out on Facebook uh, although I couldn't see it because I'm not friends with him on Facebook, and he uh, referred to himself in the third person in the post a lot, and uh, wow. um, and so I uh, he challenged me to a roast battle. I declined. He um, uh, and I think it ends there. Um, right. But update real life. I have since he runs. He like somehow runs the soundboard and open mic near my house, so that's uncomfortable. Um, but he right. uh, he. Uh, um, he, I like, I like said to him, like, are we cool? Cause like you talk some mad shit about me. And he was like, uh, I was doing a lot of drugs during that period. I don't remember that. Um, oh. which I would kind of believe him except for the fact that he's, um, he's now hardcore QAnon. Um, so he like, you know, he went to, he did Facebook streaming of, of invasion of the Capitol. Wow. He has this like QAnon channel that like, on youtube that got like several i think it's banned now but it had like several thousand subscribers where he was like you know ranting in his basement and stuff like that so i i think he's just a troubled guy but yeah yeah um that was yeah that was a brutal heckling that i snapped um i'm trying to think there was another time i snapped where i like one of my earlier videos where i called like meltdown on stage where i like go um i i just make it really so basically what happened is uh my friend up friend went up before me who was like a much better comedian than me and uh the crowd got to him so he had a horrible set right. and so i got up and i was like i'm gonna punish these people 
and I made it as weird and awkward as I could. And uh, that was bad. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I just saw red. It wasn't good. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've gone through once when I wasn't like great, like in a great movie that affected me. But like I, I, I never had like a thing where I had a meltdown. Um, okay. Yeah. To me, that I like doing now is I like when I when I was starting out what was cool was uh like audience would like it when I would get like not upset but when I would yell at them to pay attention. Yeah. That was one thing that was like really cool. And to me like I always hated offending people. Like one of the things that happened to me was I was doing a bringer show in New York and one of the things that I would do is I'm an atheist so I would do like a lot of seriously back then I would do like a couple of like, you know, atheist type of jokes. Yeah. And they would always hit big with younger people, but like, of oh. course, their grandparents that were there didn't like it. Yeah. So I always felt terrible that I would offend their grandparents, and I'd be like, "Well, I'm not gonna yell at your grandmother for heckling me." <laughs> like, you know. People would heckle you for like God. They're like, "How dare you!" Right. Like old people. Like. Yeah. Old, old, like eighty. Oh damn. <laughs> Man, how desperate were these people for bringers? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, these. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I, I've yeah, never. That's always the line. And now for me, like, even with the, like, minor, this isn't even an acting thing. This is just, like, something that I came up with doing on my own is that I love going on stage now with, like, a fake anger. Like, being, like, okay, I'm going to go on stage with a little bit of an attitude and, like, do jokes that are, you know, based on my mood and based off of, like, what I am. And I love when that happens, when that goes over well. Because it's like you just get to see a different side of your voice on stage that you get to do. But it's yeah, it's interesting to me. I always try to be eccentric though. To like, I'm doing my stuff is very. Uh, it's always weird. Like it's so hard to say to like classify it because I don't look at like comedy or my comedy in general as being like super clean or super dirty. Like I'm very much in between, and like. I always say my stuff is more like when it's dirty, it's more graphic than it is like curse heavy. It's not like it's more obscene than it is with words. Like this new joke that I have is uh, that I'm always adding new stuff to is that. um, So it starts off with like talking about dick pics, how I think they're really bad. And sometimes they crowd work and I, ask like a woman like if she's didn't send them what they probably have and i'd say i think dick pics are bad advertising uh because you gotta leave people wanting something more so i just send a picture of my balls and then i have this whole like bit to it now where i talk about how i make my pubic hair different styles like hairstyles yeah so it's like you know i add stuff to that i'm like oh i do like threads or like frosted tips and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And like, it's always adding stuff to that. So it's, it's graphic, but it's not curse yeah. heavy. It's like, I'm just saying, if you think balls is like a curse word, like, yeah. That's like, it, uh, it, but yeah, you're right. It is graphic. I, I kind of curse. I am like very slippery in that, like, I talk, I talk about like cocaine, like, like I talk about like, you know, going with my friends who are buying cocaine. Right. I, I have this big long and this is probably the most graphic thing. I have this big long eight minute story about um going to a seminar 
about sexual pleasure. Um, <laughs> and I say like, it's, it's unavoidable. I just have to say the word pussy like eight times in this show. Right. I'm like, I could slide, I could slide with everything except for just saying pussy and clitoris like a ton of times. Um, but like, I, yeah, I can talk about like all these subjects. Like I, I talk about like, like I have had a joke about like, uh, someone, uh, like sending dick pics and stuff too. But like, I, I like my point of view is like always like from the, like, uh, like, uh, like that's too much or like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Right. So, so people are more with like, yeah, I'm with you. Like I can slide a lot easier right. than yeah. with, um, other stuff. So I'm, yeah, I usually get away with a lot of stuff. Like I have this joke where I just tell everyone to suck my balls and <laughs> right. It's really can... great. Like I have a thing too with that joke that I talk about. Like I try not to do it as much and I try to make it better because it's such a hacky premise. Yeah. Of I'm Jewish, but I'm not religious. So like I see that I have big Jewish balls. Yeah. And like sometimes it's funny, but sometimes it's hacky and I just want to make it like that's yeah. the one thing that I'm working on now is making yeah. it adding to it to make it less yeah. Just like generic and like hacky and like be like, okay, this is what I can do. But that's the fun part. That's why I love that stand up. It's just like you can, you really have the freedom to do yeah. what you can. Like what was so interesting has like a, um, was just such a thing, a thing that I always did when I was in middle school and high school. It always annoyed my teachers that like when I was writing, like I never stuck with anything yeah as writers do it's like you know i'd be like oh i have this idea for a story that i'm writing and then it's like two weeks later i'm like no i'm working on a new thing yeah that other thing didn't work out or i'm working on this new thing yeah and now that's great for jokes because it's like i can just write another joke yeah. and that's not frowned upon to be like it, it it can be like a like you gotta like have a balance like you gotta yeah you gotta be able to like figure out your funny jokes and oh yeah i have my set like of my and... stuff and you gotta, it's cool now that I love doing now. I don't know if yeah. you have this, but it's like I like that I can do certain things. Like I really wanted to teach myself how to do tat, how to do um, callbacks. Yeah. So like I've been, I have a lot of material now for that. Yeah. And now it makes it much more condensed, and it's like, oh, great! Like people like callbacks. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I always, I have a bunch of callbacks too. Like, so I like doing that. I like having those little things. It's like I learned how to do that. And it goes back to, like, the thing of, like, to me, I like being completely self-taught of, like, oh, yeah. I learned how to do this all by myself. This is, you know. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, oh, this is awesome. But, uh. Um, one I second. Guess... Let me let me just call one last time. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, we're done for the night. Um, okay, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. Okay, what we uh, we were talking about callbacks. Yeah, I mean yeah. callbacks. Yeah, people love callbacks. Um, yeah, I love callbacks. Uh, yeah, my my eight minute pussy story has ends with a callback. Right. My, my suck my balls bit ends with a callback. Um, it's right. It's great. always so cool to have those. Like. Yeah. 
and then you can pull them out like whenever you know like right when it's like, like that's the cool thing is like mix and match and be like oh this is this works perfectly for this and it's like yeah yeah and 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 the best part is like when you come up with a callback on the fly like you're talking about something off the cuff or something and then the right and it's like, oh, back to that it's like yeah. Especially if you're like riffing about something that just happened or whatever, like that's when like people start thinking like, oh right. my God, you're magical. Like, <laughs> right. Like it's like, those are fun moments. Like when you do a callback and like crowd work or something like that. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Stand up is great. Um, yeah. It's, I love it. <laughs> it's such a pure, you know, I think the one thing that like for you, that's just so it's such a great, like, I think that it's a great way for like i should recommend it more because a lot of people uh could use it like you know i think it's very useful for people who are starting out you know it's like to me i think that's it just helps to have that like thing so i think it's really cool what you do with your channel and everything oh, oh thank you yeah i i honestly like it was a thing where it's like oh i'd love to watch this i wish someone else was doing this i like googled all sorts of like other like is anyone else doing this and i couldn't find like a there's like some stuff but i couldn't find anything yeah, like yeah. this i because you know i would have been such a fan of this so so i started doing it and you know just like stand up it was like kind of rough going at the beginning i threw a lot of early episodes out um right and then uh then i just started releasing them and i'm getting better and better and better and right yeah, hopefully these turn into something interesting. Um, uh, and I, it's so fun telling like right. a, a story, like a stand-up story, in like a twelve-minute YouTube video right. about just things that have. Like my latest one that I'm really excited about uh, is when it, where I uh, well going to Texas that was cool. Uh, going to Austin that was like that like as controversial as it was like that i did like the like arc of that story um although it could have been better um and uh, yeah. uh then going to texas was just a fun one um uh but yeah the most recent one that's not out yet is i um yeah like we go down to the jersey show uh we do a crappy show like all these things are going wrong but then we uh including like uh there was some issue with like like our food and our drinks were comped uh someone was like drinking like a ton of white claws and so the waitress was oh. like yeah i don't know if they're comped and she was like i'll get the manager and like i'm like freaking out or whatever and then um and then uh then we all get over that and and then at the end the, the guy <laughs> was producing the show someone told him like hey there's this other venue down the street go ask them if they want to do a comedy show and he was like yeah sure uh and he um we me and him because he was my ride go into uh ask the guy about doing a comedy show and he's like he's like uh he's like it's memorial day weekend i am so busy like not like it was like the worst timing ever um right and so there was that uh, but it was just like a weird, like everything that could have gone wrong was going wrong. Like our sound system was crapping out. Or it was just a crappy. Maybe you know this guy. He does a lot of. I noticed on your YouTube channel you like hosted at the Eaton Town Public Library, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Do you, were you there like 
this week or last week or last week i hosted uh i co-hosted what do you know was will um what's his name will um will uh joseph he goes by do you remember a guy named that he's like 21 years old he does like one-liners no but he he might have been there a couple weeks ago yeah okay i don't know exactly but yeah he he's always wants to go to those far like jersey shore mics and stuff and i'm like yeah it's just too far for me (laughs) yeah that's a big thing it's for me it's like traveling and uh, yeah to me that's always the thing is like i'm but uh i'm happy with what i can do now and it's just you know that's the one thing but uh yeah, it's just so cool to just have that, like, thing of, like, that's always the cool thing, too, is, like, seeing you and being, like, oh, like, mutual Facebook friends. That's the one thing that's always so funny is, like, yeah, one of my favorite things to do, actually, is, uh, like, because a lot of people don't do this, which is surprising to me, like, with how a lot of people watch stand-up or how, like, a lot of comedians watch stand-up. I think it's mostly through, like, you know, Netflix and YouTube. Like, a lot of what I do listen to is from Spotify, because there's always new comedy albums on there. Yeah. And, like, I always find, like, you know, whenever I see, like, a new one, I'll look up the comedian, and, like, on Facebook, they'll always be, like, mutual friends. It's, like, it's, like, always so interesting. It's, like, oh, this is, you know, it's just cool to be, like, oh, it's the same, to see who runs in the same circle as you. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's cool. It's, like, oh, wow, that's, I know that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, you know a lot of my friends. Uh, wait, how many mutual friends do we have? I don't know. You can say the number. I don't know. It's a lot, though. Yeah, you you know a lot of Philly people, I guess. Yeah, um, I see it. I haven't been to Philly at all for comedy. My dad's from uh, Erie, so I've been. Oh wow! Times, but like I've been to Philadelphia a couple times, but not for comedy. I want to go there for yeah comedy because I hear such great things about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, are you, uh, how far drive are you from, like, South Jersey, from, like, Cherry Hill or Collinsville? It's probably either 40 minutes to an hour, probably. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I I mean, I run an open mic. uh, It's, like, an outdoor open mic in a park uh, every Wednesday at 6, 6 o'clock in Collingswood, and it's usually pretty fun. Oh. um if you ever want to come up uh yeah i could definitely try that That's but yeah yeah if you want to come up i can recommend some mics and stuff like that um yeah. i i usually like i'm more of a suburbs guy like i don't go into the city a lot but, right yeah um yeah i yeah it's it's fun i think like every scene uh well especially the bigger scenes it's just like finding the people you like and doing stuff with them and i've i've been getting into because like open mics for me can be like i'm not always a fan of open mics so i or like perform or performing specifically performing in front of like a bunch of comedians so i've been like right doing music mics and that kind of stuff yeah that was the one thing that i think uh became more common uh post covid of course was that was and that completely changed everything for me yeah because like it sort of like fucked with my sketch with my like thing of what I would do is like the common joke that I sort of make about it is it's a lot like comedy's a lot like being like a stripper like you 
like the stripper does certain moves and certain dances in, in the routine to to get money. And for us, our money is laughs. So you know, if I do a joke, if it does well, then that gets to be in my act, and I yeah. can keep it. But when I'm you're only performing for comics, there's no barometer for like what you're supposed to use. It's like you know. You, you do the same joke over and over again. It just annoys people. Uh-huh. And then it annoys your friends that you're close to. Now for me, like the way that I sort of dealt with it was I'm going to try and make specific people or specific friends or people that I want to impress like laugh. Like that's the way that I made it. Is like I'm going to meet this person who I've never made laugh before that I know I'm friends with as a comedian or I know they know me. And be like, I'm going to see if I can hit them laugh. <laughs> yeah it's it, there is like yeah you don't want to get there are certain people you just don't want to make laugh like yeah, of course there is like one open mic uh by me kind of uh where like the guy is like he's more of like an entertainer like wrestler like musical comedian and it's like the only way to get laughs in his room is to like say something really fucked up or like like it's like he more laughs at like cruelty and like edginess than like right. what's funny. And like in that room, you don't really always want to do well or whatever. Right. It's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, like I, so we have this big competition here called Philly's funniest where helium comedy club does like a, it's this like big competition where it like starts yeah. with 300 people and they whittle it down to one winner um and it's great because it gives like everyone you and you pay 25 to enter it gives everyone like an opportunity to perform like uh five to six minutes on the stage at helium so if you need like a, a tape uh and there's usually like a pretty full crowd so it's it's usually like a good audience and i i did that and i advanced to the semifinals, and so like i got to do like six to eight minutes in front of like a packed crowd Oh, that's great. crazy yeah it was great um and it was like the most exhilarating and i i almost always learn stuff from those shows because like you never get to perform in front of like a full real audience yeah it's always cool when that gets to happen you know like oh this is it this is what we're and to me that's always a that's always the goal it's like to me it's like that's what i want to do and like to me that that's that's one of the things that I'm always excited for, and I'm never like. I'm glad that I'm in that position. Like when I did, the one show that I did in when I was in Austin, I did one show. I got on, and I wasn't nervous about it at all. It was just surprising. What was only hard was the guy that I was traveling with that I went to stay with. He can he didn't annoy me because I'm a big comedy nerd, so like I like working out material with people, and like. Mm-hmm stuff but he was very much like just trying to get me ready for it like, yeah too much and i was like i almost got annoyed but i didn't i was like you know it was like I yeah understand where he's coming from but like he was like i got this man and then i ended up doing like he gave me like i guess like 10 minutes i ended up doing eight okay but the only reason i did eight was because i was uh starting like i was starting the show i was the second person and the crowd was just so hot. There oh, wow. Like a person in the audience, it was their birthday. So I was like, I'm just going to get off before there's any type of, like, period 
where I know, like, if I stayed on stage, it probably would have been fine. But I didn't yeah. want that dip at all of, like, yeah, any type of dip at all. It was just like, I'm going to make – I just already got the biggest laugh. I'm just going to yeah. – Well, let me – uh... Instead of, like, trying to be like, oh, well, that first half of that set was good. And then, like – yeah, so I had like I had a very interesting experience that I never had before. So like the first round, like everyone was kind of bad before me, and then I like did really well because I was probably the first comedian who actually knew what they were doing. And then after me, there was comedians who knew what they were doing. But um, but then the second round, which happened on Tuesday, uh, so very recently, I I uh, it was like a whole chaotic thing where like the we were the second, we were the nine thirty show, but we didn't start till 10 40 because the show before us went late and they just messed up the scheduling and they had like 15 comedians on the show, which was doing like six to eight minutes, which is way too much. And uh, it was just so chaotic. Everyone was like waiting in like this small lobby to get in. It was just uh, crazy. So anyway, the show starts and I'm like seventh, which is actually a pretty good spot. Yeah. Uh, but I follow the guy. There's one guy who like killed insanely hard. Like he killed the hardest of anyone. And I follow him and it's rough. Cause I, I didn't make the adjustment. So I started off with my like very like bland general material about like quitting my job and they weren't having it. And then I started like stuttering and I started going like, um, um, so, uh, like, I got to that point right and then i was like okay like i gotta make an adjustment i can't just be like this so then i like did this then i like started riffing and i got him on board with a riff about like how i like i missed the because the guy before me was like cool kind of killed and i made a riff about like missing the handshake with him and how his handshake was way cooler or whatever right um and then and then i like transferred into like my uh, more like darker i like i should have started with my buying cocaine material and then i'm not a confident guy material and my, suck my ball stuff right. um and so i when i switched into that then i started killing really hard so it was like the biggest like flip right. uh, and like i so and i like riffed certain lines like i riffed a line in one of my jokes where i'm like oh yeah that's like i'm adding that to my joke from now on uh, just because it was like a real audience it was like it was like like I never had more adrenaline in my body than that because I just never had an experience where I just like was bombing hard and just flipped it completely and it was just it was a crazy experience like I you know it's stuff like that that that's I, so cool and that's like the, that's when it's over that's like that's what's the math it's like what you yeah that's what it makes you like think like okay it's all worth doing all this it's like that yeah i still felt crappy about it until i left and like some random guy as i was walking away from the club goes like hey man you were funny as fuck (laughs) yeah that's always great i'm always so grateful when people say yeah and 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 then some of that it was like a group of of kids uh and then the other one was like uh, yeah you were and then one guy was like who is he there he was the guy who followed so and so or whatever and yeah it was it was like a crazy experience i but but also what i learned is like hey if someone kills really hard before you like don't open up with like general no off material no, no. you you gotta you gotta hit him hard no, that's 
that sucks. Like to me, my my thing is like I always I would never say it's on like a show if I was booked on a show, but like yeah. as far as mics go, like uh I go I always say like four to seven. Like that's four to seven. That's like what I do. Is like I can't go on like if you go on first, that's sort of like it's like being the it's like being the assistant manager to the host. It's like, yeah. Oh, you gotta do like the minor hosting thing of like, oh, yeah. And going second, it's like, well, now you just have to coast off of whatever. Like, now you have yeah. to go with whatever like mood the room is in now from the previous set. Yeah. And it's like once you have like a couple people go, you can get a feel for like, okay, are people being more clean or dirty? Are people, you know, how's the crowd and to me, I always feel so bad when it's like we'll have like someone at like an open mic and you'll be like, you know, it's going great. And then you have one person who not even like on purpose, they just don't do as well. And then it kills the entire night. And then you're like, but the crowd was good until that person. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, you feel so bad for the people that are coming on next. You're like, trust me, the crowd was good. <laughs> yeah i mean usually i've never seen like it's hard i i don't know if i've ever seen someone like completely kill a crowd at an open mic that seems uh i i don't know like that that'd have to be pretty rough for someone to do that um because usually an open mic are kind if it's a good open mic crowd it's usually a pretty robust audience in that like they're expecting a few down sets now and yeah but yeah i don't know uh I, the only time I've seen someone like completely kill an open mic is uh, is they were like heckling the shit out of everyone. <laughs> oh, that's another heckling experience. I don't have footage of it, but I like talk about it in my uh, the first uh, four weeks of comedy video where this guy just comes to the mic and like it's my second open mic or something like that. It's one of my early open mics and he's just heckling the shit out of every single comedian on stage and like it took forever for them to throw them out and like he didn't know that he shouldn't be heckling it was just right it was it's like a terrifying experience where i i just see like very like good experienced comedians go up and um and just be destroyed by him he was like yeah. destroying everyone like when uh, yeah it that's was a very that's a very mixed thing now it's like People either think that if they're supposed to heckle, like that's what they're supposed to do, or like they don't want to be made fun of. And for me, it's like I always am very careful with crowd work because I'm like, I I just want to say to people like generally they're cool, but I just want to be like, I'm not making fun of you. You're just a ladder. <laughs> that's all you are. You're just yeah. looking for me to get to this next part of this joke. That's yeah. why I'm always like when I do the dick pic joke, I'm always like very careful of how I word it because I'm like. You know, sometimes it's worked where, like, I do it, I introduce it, and I'll be like, this girl in the audience probably gets a ton of dick disorder. And I'm just like, not saying that because, like, she's slutty or anything. It's just because guys are gross and terrible. Yeah. And it's like, they get it, they don't mind. And it's like, but uh, to me, yeah, that's a thing. And to me, like, the one thing that I think you mentioned this from one of your, in one of your videos was like, you don't like, like, I'm not a big, like, one of those, comics that complains about like crowds being too sensitive mm -hmm. the only time that ever happens to me is when like i do a lot of self-deprecating 
humor. And it can be very hit or miss nowadays, A, because a lot of people like comedians and I guess young people from like rap music and, you know, gross battles, they like it more when you like hype up yourself. So like, and also like, it's nice nowadays that people are more sensitive, but like, to me, it's very hard to do crap work sometimes, to not do crap, do or self-deprecating humor sometimes because it's like, I don't like when people are like, that's the, that's the only thing that annoys me. What, what, uh, I'm sorry, what annoys me? The only thing that annoys me is when crowds are at like certain jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, I did get some of that. Yeah. It's the only time that I get like, you know, like, oh, the, like, I'm never one of those, like, guys that are crazy, be like, oh, the crowds are too sensitive nowadays. Now I'm like, the only time I get annoyed is when that happens. And to me, I'm always like, I always try and stay like the line. Like, to me, I'm like, I can understand. I'm like, you know, I don't go for, Hey, and I think like I'm making fun of myself. This is, you know, fine. Like, you know, but yeah, that's that's you know, the worst is when I'd people love to be feel... like, you're very sweet, but you're getting laugh at this. When people feel sorry for you, that yeah, that's yeah. the worst. For sure. Like to me, it's like I have to make fun of, and I'm like, I wish I could just say them. Like I have to make fun of myself now because I'm gonna be making fun of Kanye West in two minutes. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> you have to point out the elephant in the room before you go after someone like Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that guy's weird. It's like, Richard, you're weird, too. You can't play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah, I, thank uh, you. Get your, uh, so, what's your channel called? Uh, it's uh, it's just called James McElhinney. It's called, uh, the, the series is called The Comedy Diaries of James McElhinney. Um, what's your uh, social media stuff? Um, uh, the main one is just youtube.com slash James McElhinney. Um, Instagram, James McElhinney. Uh, Facebook, James McElhinney Comedy. Uh, but okay, I'll YouTube. put everything in the... the uh, yeah, YouTube's the, the main one. Check yeah. out my YouTube. That's that's a cool thing. All right. Yeah, thanks so much, man, for doing this. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was It was a fun time. Great. I'll have to have you on again if anything happens. Like that's one of the things that I love doing is, you know, if anything new ever happens, if you get, you know, if you get a hosting thing or if you get a uh -huh. show or anything, and yeah, you come on. Uh, just let me know. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Take uh, care. Hope you have a good new weekend. You too. All right. Bye. Take care.